Welcome to AgTech 360, where we take a 360-degree view into emerging agriculture technologies of today and tomorrow. Our host, Adrian Percy, helps us to create robust dialogue among stakeholders in academia, industry, and extension, including researchers, growers, producers, and the overall agriculture sustainability community. AgTech 360 is brought to you by North Carolina State University, CIRSA, the Center of Excellence for Regulatory Science in Agriculture, and the Southern IPM Center. So this is Adrian Percy with AgTech 360, and today I'm absolutely delighted to be joined by Dean Richard Linton. And Rich is the uh, Dean of the College of Agriculture and Life Sciences at NC State University in Raleigh. So uh, just down the road from where I'm based here in Chapel Hill, leading the ag effort at a major land-grant university. And you've done that at other places as well, I know, but I'd be fascinated to hear a little bit about your background. Well, thanks, Adrian. Uh, So yes, I'm the Dean of the College of Agriculture and Life Sciences here at NC State. Just to give you an, an idea about how big we are and what we do, we're about 300 faculty, about 4,000 students, uh, 3,000 undergraduate students, and 1,000 graduate students. We're one of the most comprehensive and most diverse agricultural colleges in the nation. And I've held that post for the last nine years. I'm actually a food scientist by training with expertise in food safety, education, and research. And I was a department head at the Department of Food Science and Technology at The Ohio State University before coming to NC State University and was 18 years on the faculty and a center director at Purdue University in a center called the Center for Food Safety Engineering. My whole career the string that's kind of tied everything together is about two things. I try to make big things happen, and I try to involve a lot of people to achieve that goal and the goals that they have as well. And that's fantastic. Talking about making big things happen, (laughs) I know that you've had, you know, a long-held vision around the creation of the Plant Science Initiative at NC State, and that has certainly been a very ambitious project that you've made such progress on. And I know we're very excited to have such a facility soon to be operational and open here in the uh, Triangle region. But tell me a little bit about your vision behind that and how that's come about. Well, simply put, the North Carolina Plant Sciences Initiative is about making plants better, all plants better. You know, plants uh, th- that humans eat and consume, plants that aid in disease prevention and nutrition, plants that are used for animal feed, plants that are used for landscape and architectural design, as well as plants that are used for bioenergy. But we are unique in many, many different ways. In particular, this is a multidisciplinary effort that involves not just the agricultural sciences, but many other disciplines like engineering, science, education, statistics, economics. So in a sense, we're trying to leverage all of what NC State has to offer are also different in that we are seeking partnerships with industry, trying to put our resources and ideas together to solve problems certainly a much more efficient way to do things and much better training for our students so that they can see the real world challenges that are ahead of them. Within the initiative, we have four different focus areas that we call platform areas. Three of those platform areas are research-based. One's in plant productivity, and that includes things like genetics and production practices and yield enhancement. The second is on sustainability, and that includes environmental considerations and organic farming and smart production practices. And then the third research platform is data science and data analytics. And of course, that's about taking really complex data and putting it to use to solve really challenging problems. We then also have a fourth platform area that arguably is the most important. 
because it focuses on education. It gets that information. It gets that innovations that have been developed to our external stakeholders and industry and to our students. So that's a little bit about what the vision is with the North Carolina Plant Sciences Initiative. That's amazing to hear. And for me, what is particularly exciting about this is this multidisciplinary nature of the initiative that you mentioned. Getting scientists and engineers together, data scientists in the same room, and actually having them work on projects together seems to me such an enormous step forward compared to the very siloed approach that many of us have seen taking place either in industry or academia. Do you see that as part of the secret sauce of the whole effort? It's absolutely not only a part of the secret sauce, but it's probably the most important ingredient you know, in the secret sauce. You know, And this collaborative working together across different disciplines is not a natural in, in higher education, and it needs to be. And I think it's both working together across disciplines and working with business and working with academia and putting our minds together and putting our resources together. That's the thing that's really going to drive this initiative to move it forward, to be able to solve challenges really quickly. I recognize that you know we are in a, in a difficult time when it comes to financing basic ag research and, and science. Something like this obviously does not come with anything but a very expensive price tag. I know you've been having Herculean efforts to, to raise the money for this, but can you tell us a little bit about how you went about that and where the investment has come from to support this? When we think of investments, we think of it across multiple different things. Certainly, there's the building, and I'll talk a little bit about the building in just a second, but there's also programmatic support as well as the support and new people. You know, relative to programmatic support, we typically get between 12 and $15 million every year coming from our external stakeholders and commodity groups. We've recently invested in 143 new faculty in the last three years, more than any other land-grant university in the country, and about 80% of those faculty will have some kind of a direct impact on plant science research. But you also need to be able to have the facility and the building in order to be able to attract and support cutting-edge research. So relative to the building, this has been a $160.2 million effort, and it is a Herculean effort. 44 different commodity groups were a part of providing the funding to be able to support that building. And really, we've set out to build the best research and education building in the world. That's the aspiration for plant sciences. And the facility is absolutely incredible. It's a really great space to attract what we want, Adrian, which is interdisciplinary research support and attractive space that industry can use to be able to collaborate with us. The new space uh, located on Centennial Campus, it's almost a 200,000 square foot facility that will accommodate about 300 people. This will likely include about 60 to 70 faculty and the rest will be staff and students. But we're also planning for many other faculty to use the space, but just not live there. There's a greenhouse space on the top of the building on the roof that's both BSL-2 and BSL-3 capable. We are, as of today, this moment, 62.5% construction complete with the ribbon cutting and ground opening planned for February of 2022. Okay, so a little over a year away. And after that, when do you actually expect to see the uh, PSI actually operational? At that time or a little bit later? Well, I think we need to think about PSI being operational right now. Uh, the Plant Sciences Initiative is more than just a building on Centennial Campus at NC State. It's all the buildings that are associated with all the work that supports plant science research and education. It's the 26 research farms that we have around the state of North Carolina in partnership with the North Carolina Department of Agriculture. So all these 
new young faculty that we've just hired, they're doing plant science research. They've started the plant sciences initiative. Last year, we've had over $60 million in competitive research support for plant science research. So we're not waiting for this building to be completed. The initiative has already begun. We just think the uh, building's going to pour kerosene on the fire that we've already started to create. Fantastic. So one of the areas I wanted to explore a little bit related to this podcast, which is about ag tech, is do you see commercial type opportunities coming out of the PSI in the future? Absolutely. Uh, This is one of our main goals. And I think um, to be able to incentivize commercialization is going to be really important, but I think it's also going to be relatively easy to be able to do. I mean, picture the opportunities for industry. Incredible new space and equipment needed to support current research needs, a conglomeration of faculty that represent a diverse and complete set of disciplines to help provide the industry and what they're seeking, the ability to work with our students and potentially be able to recruit our students and help them be a part of the workforce, and also industry-to-industry access and access to new startup companies and new opportunities. The North Carolina Plant Sciences Initiative has already developed really robust partnerships with industry that we are hoping that leads to a domino effect for other industry opportunities. As an example, uh, NC State has recently developed a partnership with SAS and Microsoft in the areas of data sciences and data analytics. That connection, we believe, should be really attractive for other industry partners. So I think the picture, too, is also very bright for our faculty. They get to work on real world issues and challenges and see in short term some of the impacts of their work and work delivered by their students. But when you think about commercialization, truly there is no research invention or research innovation that's really worthwhile unless it can be utilized. And that involves two things, education and access to our stakeholders and the ability to be able to help commercialize, whether that's our technology that we're bringing to the table or whether that's technology that we're helping industry bring to the table as a startup company or as a large company. As someone who's working in industry, I see this as such a step forward, enormously important to not just, you know, North Carolina and the Triangle region, but actually to the US and even globally. You know, I would hope to see, you know, innovations coming out of the PSI in the future that do have an impact on global agriculture. So I think there's going to be uh, no argument from, uh, from industry in terms of the interest. But in terms of incentivizing faculty, I'm, I'm curious how you see that, because at least in my experience, I've met, you know, many researchers, some of whom are, are more entrepreneurial than others, some of who are more, you know, bent and interested in a commercial opportunities than others. So as you put this thing together, how are you creating that, that bedrock where um, you have faculty? faculty that are interested in these types of opportunities? Yeah, I think we'll probably start with a lot of the newer, younger faculty that we've just hired, because I think there's a new generation of faculty that we are seeing that we are hiring that really understand the development of IP, the development of commercialization, and actually taking their research and putting it to work. And I think, um, you know, as we create that environment and that connection between uh, industry and the understanding that we're trying to be able to put the research to work, and then actually having our faculty lead by example and have them show the excitement of their work as it's being commercialized is really the key. I think we need to create the environment to be able to make it happen, but I think the faculty really need to make it happen and then sell it to other faculty. I think once we get it going, it won't be very, very difficult to do. The other, I think, issue that's important is when we look at promotion and tenure of our faculty, 
you know, commercialization and, and IP and, and those kinds of things really wasn't a part of being able to get somebody promoted. We've changed that at NC State in the College of Agriculture and Life Sciences. And we have allowed for faculty to be successful, whether they do basic research, whether they do applied research, whether they do research and education or research and extension, but also commercialization and the utilization of research through interdisciplinary programs. That's an important part of how we reward faculty and we can promote them. So I I think with the new faculty, with the excitement, with providing the environment to make it happen, and the new methods we have in place for promotion and tenure, I think you're going to see a, a pretty big change relative to the interest in commercialization. That's wonderful. And it, you've mentioned the importance of academic and corporate partnerships, but how do you see those really occurring within the, the plant science initiative? Are you imagining, for instance, some companies having people on site or, or, or sponsoring or, or seeding new startup opportunities? How do you see those relationships working? So the answer is yes <laughs> to all the ideas that you just brought up. Uh, one of the unique aspects of the building is we do have dedicated space that uh, industry can come in, whether they're big industry or small industry or a new startup company, in order to be able to work in our facilities and, and have access to everything that the facility provides relative to the facility itself, to equipment and to the faculty that are there. And I think we want to open up the ideation that working collaboratively you know, on this business to academia platform can be everything from large industry supporting research projects and programs, to working with small startup companies, to being able to develop our own IP and partnering with others. We don't want to confine the opportunities that might exist because I think they're, they're large and I think they're varied. Absolutely. So, you know, you mentioned uh, earlier about the four platforms that were being, you know, established already. But are there areas and technologies that you feel will be particularly impactful in supporting the future of agriculture here in North Carolina and perhaps, you know, across the U.S.? Yeah, I think there's a couple of things that come to the forefront. I think that we can all agree that data science and data analytics is going to be a huge opportunity. Uh, and I don't think that there's a better place in the country, maybe in the world, to do this kind of work. And the new partnership with SAS and Microsoft, I think, is really going to help catalyze that work. But we also have access to 27 different research farms and the capacity to study more than 80 different types of plants and commodities with our research station network. So we can study them in a, a wide variety of very climates in North Carolina and over 400 different soil types. So that access to information and that access to a wide variety of data across many different climates and many different soil types for many different kinds of plants, I think is an area that we must capitalize on. And I think we all agree that that's certainly an important area for the future. I think the microbiome also presents an area of needed research. Uh, much is, I think, to be learned about the impact of the soil water nutrient plant interface on plant health and plant productivity. And we just landed actually our largest research grant in our history from the Novo Nordisk Foundation to study the wheat microbiome. So in a sense, we are off to the races here as well. But I think a lot can be learned relative to the natural environment that a plant is exposed to relative to the nutrient soil and water environment. I think most importantly, though, Adrian, we got to be nimble. Uh, and adaptive to taking on new partnerships and taking on research challenges and not kind of pigeonhole ourselves into priority areas, certainly be thinking about them, but we need to be nimble and adaptive to where the opportunities present themselves in the future. And that's the type of facility that we're building and the research faculty teams that we're trying to create. 
And to that point, and maybe just a last question and, and asking you to kind of go up to that 30,000, 50,000, 70,000 foot view, there is so much activity in the ag tech world around the globe. And we've seen not just here across the US, but in Australasia, in Israel, in Europe, in Asia, everywhere, there is a lot of activity looking at a lot of different types of technologies and targets. But are there things that you, you see abroad from your experience that you would say, I'd like to see perhaps in the future us working? on that kind of topic at the PSI or in CALS? Boy, that's a big question, a loaded question. You know, some of the things I've seen around the world, especially in Israel, I spend a lot of time in Israel, is automation, artificial intelligence, optimizing the system at which plants are grown. And I think Israel does a really good job of understanding the entire complex plant system, you know, in order to be able to grow in a desert, <laughs> which is truly amazing what Israel is able to accomplish. And so um, I guess if you would ask me to kind of create the Pandora's box is for us to really be able to understand, you know, every bit and piece of the complex nature of a plant and the plant environment as we move forward. And I think automation is certainly going to be important. And I think artificial intelligence, and again, going back to data sciences, I think we're 5% towards what we can learn relative to data sciences. And I also think laboratories in the future are going to change. I think you're going to see wet laboratories changing into digital laboratories and our building and our people are equipped to be able to change and adapt to when, uh, not if, to when that happens. One of the biggest challenges and biggest balances I think we're going to have is creating information that's needed for North Carolina versus what's needed for the nation you know, and the world. So with this initiative in this building, um, I think everybody needs to understand that it's the North Carolina partners and stakeholders that you know, kind of brought us to the dance and provided the opportunities for this new building and this initiative. And they were actually responsible for the ideation of the North Carolina Plant Sciences Initiative. And I had mentioned that you know, 44 different North Carolina commodity groups and stakeholders provided funding for the building. And our college also, I think, as I had also mentioned, receive between 12 and $15 million each year from our North Carolina commodity groups to support state-needed agricultural research. So here's one of our biggest challenges. How do we make sure that we hold true to a land-grant mission? How do we support the innovation that's needed for North Carolina? And how do we also make a difference nationally and globally? So as we approach our projects, we need to be thinking a little bit differently, not just about North Carolina, but about the whole world. No doubt this will be a very important balancing effort, but I think in the short term, hopefully one will feed on the other and we will have the global impacts that we hope and expect. Yeah, and I would just, you know, reiterate what you said earlier about the diversity of agriculture that we have here in North Carolina, which I don't think many folks outside yeah. or perhaps many within, even within the state actually appreciate. What we do here, you know, as you say, to, to fulfill the needs of all those commodity groups who have bought into this concept and contributed so generously will also have, you know, ramifications and opportunities outside of the state. Adrian, I don't think anyone else in the world has the equation of the diversity and commodity groups that we have for plants. Plus, you know, Research Triangle Park being 20 minutes away from a university, that's a pretty unique um, situation and partnership that we certainly value. But with it comes opportunity, but also with it comes great expectations from the state. Yeah, it's a fantastic ecosystem to be a part of. 
again want to thank you for your time we're very lucky in this area to have someone that's uh, managed to push this whole PSI thing forward and very excited to see the actual building up and running in February 2022 that's going to be a big moment for the region and the university so thanks so much thanks Adrian bye-bye AgTech 360 is a product of North Carolina State University SIRSA the Center of Excellence for Regulatory Science in Agriculture and the Southern IPM Center this episode was produced by Kayla Pack Watson with host Adrian Percy and Center Director Dr. Denatia Seth Carley. Follow us on Facebook and Twitter at AgTech360 and send us questions and comments to agtech360 at gmail.com. With AgTech360, we take a 360-degree view inside emerging agriculture technologies that matter. Thanks for listening.